Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast, or show I should say. My name is Simon Miller, this is a wrestling show slash podcast. Thank you very much for joining me this lovely weekend. Well, it depends where you live. If you're living in England right now, you know it's, it's horribly cold and bitter and rubbish, but that's why wrestling is here to warm us all up. If you've never listened to the podcast before, thank you so much for joining me. And if you have, you'll know this is the episode that always drops around a weekend at some point, and it's where I reach out to my patrons at patreon.com forward slash Miller 316 That is what allows me to do all of this stuff, my personal projects, my videos, and of course this show, and we get somebody on so that we can talk about wrestling, we can get a different opinion, and kind of, yeah, jump into the mind of a pro wrestling fan. I'm very happy to say joining me again today is Dora. Dora, how you doing? Good, how are you, Simon? Very well, thank you very much. Now, I think last time you came on was around about May, so all the craziness yes. was about to kick off, we were about to go through uh, the summer, so there were some good bits and bad bits, obviously, but let's kind of zoom right forward to everything that's gone down the last seven days, because you got to go to TakeOver and Survivor Series, right? I did, yes. It was my very first TakeOver and my very first main roster pay-per-view, so basically two birds and one stone. Well, that's awesome because I think I know that. I mean, actually, I think Takeover was pretty much perfect. Oh <laughs> I my didn't have god! Any, yeah. I didn't have any problems, but even Survivor Series I thought was a good show. And again, there were some things on that didn't really work. But yeah, just give me a on the ground, I guess, report or however you want to phrase it of things. You know, what show did you prefer? What on earth was that bump by Adam Cole and Jump <laughs> like when you saw it live? Like, just give it all to me. Give it all to me. Well. For takeover, well, I went to both of them with different people. So for a takeover, I oh, forced my best friend to go because she's like a very, very casual fan. Like she's so casual that basically the only wrestling she watches is whatever I Snapchat her. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> well, it's because well, one, she doesn't have cable, so that's the main thing. But so she knows she knows certain names on the main roster, like Becky and um. The Fiend, but like when it comes to NXT, she only knows Finn and EO. And I said, "Look, we're going to take over. It's gonna be awesome," because she's she's gone to a live show and she was just like, "Eh, it was alright." And I was like, "Look, this is a pay per view. Takeover is completely different." And we had a blast. Like she enjoyed it one hundred percent. And I think it was. The takeover versus Survivor Series was a, it was like a different aura, if you want to say it, because I think takeover was just like, it was passion, like all the fans were so passionate about everything, and yeah, that Gargano, that I mean that Champa and Cole bump was insane. What did you think when you? Because when I'm watching at home. Mm-hmm. And they start doing it. I'm like, well, no, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. No, I mean, they won't do that. I mean, no, of course they're not. But then, you know, the more it got to it, and it's different on TV because they will give you an angle that, look, is still one of the most horrendous things I've seen yeah. in wrestling. It was amazing. But, the, you know, they will give you the nice angles the wrong way. But do you know what I mean? It's, it's produced, right? Of course yes. it is because it's television. You just see a man, no matter where you're sitting, pick up another man and just, <laughs> I mean, what, how do you react to that? Especially your friend. What on earth does your friend think? Like, 
Well, because we saw them climbing up. And I was just like, "What, sir, what are you doing up there? Um, <laughs> and they were there for like a good maybe, you know, I, maybe five minutes. And they were just setting, like you can see them setting setting this up. But, and everyone else in the ring were doing their thing. And you can see the setup where it's like table, 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 table. And then when it came to champa and cole i was like oh no (laughs) and i was at an angle where i was facing the camera but i was more of they were in an angle for me so i didn't really i knew what they were doing but it wasn't i didn't get the full impact but it was still it was insane and i cannot believe that they took that bump because it was like champa i don't want you to die because you just came back from major neck surgery. And that's what I can't believe. Yeah. And Cole, you have been wrestling like nonstop for the past few weeks and you have a match tomorrow. Why are you doing this to yourself? (laughs) But it's true. It's true. (laughs) Do, Do you think like, I don't know. I don't know what I think about this. I've been thinking about it ever since. Obviously a big debate broke out about what wrestling's becoming or what it is. Do you think it was too much? Or do you even think there is a thing, you know, if everybody agrees that they're happy to do it, do you even think there is something as mm-hmm. as too much? I don't know if, I don't know, like, I maybe, because I felt the, you know, the, having the Undisputed Era go through tables one by one, that might have been a little bit too much for me, but that main, that big bump, I thought it was a perfect way to end it. I did. I mean, because it's one of those things as well where no one really wins or loses. Right. Like, w- when you see it end like that, you're like, well, I don't even care. Like, it doesn't even, <laughs> it wins or losses actually don't matter right now because I've just seen a man pretty much be killed in, right. in the middle of the ring. How on earth he came out and did Survivor Series the next day, I will never He's... understand. Oh, I know. And um, Survivor Series, that was, that was awesome. I mean, I was in a, uh, I, for TakeOver, I was on the lower level. For Survivor Series, I was up in the um, nosebleed. But being that it's the All-State, you have a good seat anywhere. Because it's it's not a huge arena. Yeah. So, it was a blast. Like, I will say, halfway through the Styles, Nakamura, and Strong match, I did lose my voice. <laughs> but um, that did not stop me from screaming the, the rest of the night. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was completely different. Cause you, you know, you did have your casual fans there that didn't know some of the chants or didn't know some of the NXT people. And then you had your hardcore fans like me who knew the NXT people and were, were even screaming for like Tony Storm and Walter, who people really didn't know who they were. But, um, yeah, that Cole and, um, Oh, Pete Dunn match was great. I don't know how Adam Cole was able to come out there and put on that match. Oh no, it's 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 it's, it's otherworldly. Like I, that, the whole thing is just yeah, it blows my brain. Like it absolutely, it absolutely blows my brain because like I I'm not trying to compare myself to these guys, but sometimes I will do a tag match. Obviously, over here in Britain, in front of you know a small a small crowd, and so you don't do much. And I'll wake up the next day, I'm like, oh, I hurt. He yeah. goes out there in front of like 15,000 people, kills himself, walks out 24 <laughs> hours later. Yeah, bro, I'll do it again. Yeah. So, mate, like it's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. 
absolutely amazing. The man is, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it was incredible. And what did you think about the women's war games as well? Because obviously the first one we've ever seen, uh, I've seen people sort of debating what was better than men or the women's. I think that kind of means they both did a great job because I, if you have that debate, then, you know, everyone must have been. I, I just thought that, I thought it was a great match. I thought it was a great match. I thought it was fantastic for it being the first war game match. Um, I did miss the pre-show, so I didn't, I didn't see when Mia Yen got replaced by Dakota Kai, but the moment she came out, I was like, oh, are they going to do what I think they're going to do? And yes, they did. Um, she destroyed Tegan Knox, and I was very shocked at that, even though I did see it coming, but I was shocked. But other than that, I mean, it was great. I thought the War Games match was great. I did miss the spot where, I guess, Rhea handcuffed herself to Shayna. I'm I not surprised, that. but that must be hard to see when you're there yeah, live. That was hard to see because, because, again, I was at an angle from where they were at, and then they did show it on the big screen. But I even missed that because I wasn't paying attention. And my friend's like, no, 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 that's what happened. That's what happened. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> that makes sense then. No, I get that. Small, small things like that, you can't... Yeah, when you're live. That, I think that the cool thing about live is you get the atmosphere. Yes. Yeah. You, you can never get the whole uh, the whole experience for that very reason, right? Because right. you can't see everything that's going on. And that's a small thing, getting a pair of handcuffs out your back pocket and then, you know, handcuffs. Great finish, though. Oh, man, I, I, I loved it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Rhea Ripley especially. Like, she has... I mean, yeah, she's just come on leaps and bounds the last... Oh, I mean, yeah. that's, to me, the real... I mean, it was all a success, but the real success stories from this NXT angle are mm-hmm. Keith Lee, Rhea Ripley, and I guess Shayna Baszler to, to, yeah. to some extent. Like they, they all came... They, they've, you know, they all just came across like superstars. And, oh, yeah. you know, Rhea, how, if Rhea Ripley isn't the person to take out uh, Shayna Baszler, then I think WWE has gone nuts. <laughs> I think they have to, I have to pull the trick. And I love Shayna Baszler. And even I'm saying that. I agree. I think Rhea's the only one right now that they've set up to take that title from Shayna. And with, you know, it's, and it's a good thing because Rhea is the transformation she had from like the first Mae Young Classic was to now. It's like, are you the same person? Because it's com- it's a completely like, it's a complete difference. Like it's, so now... She is, she's such a badass that it seems they they built her up to be just as strong as Shayna, just as terrifying as Shayna. That I honestly think that if they don't, yeah, if they don't take it off of, off of Shayna and put it on Rhea, then there's something wrong. It's funny though, isn't it? You make somebody a badass, you make them really cool and all the fans like them. It's yeah. almost like they should do that for more wrestlers, isn't it? It's like, what a surprise. If I you mean... make someone come across <laughs> like they're really, really awesome, fans I... will go, oh, I like this person. Yeah. I mean, look at Dakota Kai. Yeah, same thing, right? Yeah. Exactly the same thing. She does something cool. And everyone's like, wow, she's cool. The coolest thing about that to me was the reaction that William Regal got when she uh, when she pushed him. Oh, I my mean, God. Yeah. Like, when does that ever happen on WWE? Never. Or Raw and SmackDown, I should say. Like, yeah. they're, they're, their authority figures became such, well, jokes. I hate using the term, but they did. No one took them seriously. But William Regal gets a simple push. The crowd goes nuts. Like, you can't touch William Regal. Oh, oh yeah. That, the man is sh- sheriff by all. Like, we all love him. And it's like, excuse me, how dare you put your hands on him? Yeah. And that's yeah. how it should be. He's an authority figure. He's in control. And that's that's the kind of, you know, feeling that you should be getting to to the people watching that this is our again the, the right word. This is our authority. This is the dude in charge. 
you don't muck around with him. And if you do, he will make you pay, whether you are a good guy or a bad guy. Right. And I, I kind of thought, like, I think I read it. Um, oh, I don't remember where I read it, but somebody said we should kind of try and establish that kind of character on Raw and SmackDown. And while I think it's probably too soon now, when naturally it comes back to that, I really hope they take that model because somebody can do that job forever. And because they sort of play it right down the middle, but also have the respect of the fans and the wrestlers, it works wonderfully. And you don't just have random matches being you know, being uh, yeah, thrown out there. I, I just thought it was, a, it was a real eye-opener for me. I was like, that's cool. I mean, I think Paige, Paige was doing a great job at the at, um, being a GM at um, SmackDown when she was. So I think if, like, if they have an authority figure, but if it's like Regal and Paige where they don't butt in at all and you only see them like, hey, once in a while where it's like, hey, I'm going to make this match because you two are fighting, then... I think it would work, but if we're gonna have an authority figure like freaking Shane McMahon and putting himself in storylines, then, <laughs> then what's the point? Exactly, it gets boring, right? It gets boring yeah. really, really quickly because it's always like, oh, the heel, the heel bad guy. So like, oh, I don't need this anymore. Like you know, sometimes it's just nice to have an authority figure that doesn't abuse their power, um, so to speak. Well, I, I, mean, I thought they were two. I thought they were two great shows. I guess because you were there live as well, we should talk about the red light with the fiend. Because that seems to be a, I don't mind it. I don't. And I know I'm in the minority here. But what is it like when you when you see it live? It was actually, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Like, yeah, I guess because of where I was at, the red wasn't as harsh, maybe. But I was, I was able to see fine. And it, uh, it honestly didn't bother me at all. Do you? I'm just trying to word to put. If you had the choice, if you were in control of the light switch, <laughs> would you <laughs> would you, would you turn it back on though? I guess that's another way to look at it because some people just don't like it. I understand again. I understand the criticism if you're there live, but like you said, it didn't bother you that much. So if I said, right, you're in you're in charge of the lights, would you flick it back on or no? You know what? Maybe because I honestly think it's stupid. I honestly, <laughs> I think yeah, thinking putting his matches in red. I honestly think it's stupid. But then again, you know, they're trying to put him off as this like monster and whatever. But honestly, did we have like special lights for The Undertaker when he had his matches? No. No, we didn't. And neither, we didn't have a red light for Kane during his matches either. So I don't know. I personally, I would turn the lights back on and, you know, get (laughs) get rid of the red. I love we get to have this conversation in wrestling. I would turn the lights back on. I think it was a bad idea to turn off because I remember they did they did try it with Kane in his first like couple of weeks. I remember he had a match with Mankind on a pay- whatever the first pay per view after Blood Blood was in '97. They, yes. they 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 tried it there, but then I can't remember. <laughs> well, no, it was 22 years ago. It's okay, yeah. but I mean the thing was they did that then. And then clearly went, no, it's a bad idea. So they changed their they changed their minds. But this one, they really do seem to be sticking with it. There's this conspiracy theory going around that one day Bray White will have a match uh, in the light, and it will turn out that it's actually the red tint that brings him his Ugh. power. But if we do that, I'm going to stop watching wrestling because that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my time. Oh, but life. you know what? I can totally see them doing that too. No, I can. I can. Well, look, let's use this to segue <laughs> into SmackDown. 
because something did happen on SmackDown, which is quite interesting. I, I, I fell very much in the middle, which I know is a cop-out answer. But yeah, if you haven't seen it, basically, you know, we, we get teased the entire evening that we're going to get a new face in the Firefly Funhouse. There's one red herring, I guess, because, <laughs> well, let's talk about this first. Originally, it seemed like the new face was Bray Wyatt's new custom title. Look, I don't care about titles. Worst title I've ever seen in my life. Genuinely, oh, I, la- I laughed out loud. Awful. I- I saw that and I was like, why does it look like that villain in Doctor Who that's always going, moisturize me? That's exactly what it looks like. It looked like a WWE 2K20 creator glitch. (laughs) It's just terrible. Yeah, I just said, why? Why? Really? Is this what you're teasing? I know. I know. It, 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 it's just so bad. Oh, my but God. I, I laughed. I really, really did laugh. And I think if they hadn't done what they had done at the end of the night, I don't even know what we'd be saying, what yeah. we'd be saying today. But yeah, I, I, it got me a proper love. However, that did turn out to be somewhat of a red herring because then, yeah, later on in the night, Daniel Bryan comes out after teasing whether he's going to accept the Fiend's challenge to a round two. He re-embraces the yes movement, which I actually did like. I thought that was a nice moment. But then Bray Wyatt comes out of the ring, and I really want to know when the hell we started doing that. <laughs> what, what is this obsession with people coming out of the ring? Anyway, he came out of the ring. He drags uh, Daniel Bryan into hell. That's what Michael Cole told me. He got dragged into hell, and I was like, Michael Cole, that is not hell. Just, <laughs> just so you're aware, hell does not live down there. And, you know, he basically either rips off Daniel Bryan's beard or he rips off Daniel Bryan's hair. And I know a lot of people have thought that it, that it was quite stupid. I'll give you my take and then Dora, I want to hear from you. But I was kind of like, my thing is, actually, within the Bray Wyatt character, it's pretty screwed up, right? It's pretty screwed up to do to get this sort of sensation of actually ripping somebody's hair from the root. But the thing that really got me, and I understand I sound like a massive wrestling nerd, and I talked about this on Ups and Downs too, if we're going to do something with somebody's hair... Why don't we just go old school and tie that into the match? Because to me, if you, of all the characters you've got, Bray Wyatt is the guy that can actually, as silly as it sounds on paper, he's the guy, if you do it creepy enough and make it a bit off-putting and terrifying, you're probably going to go, well, that's really, again, that's a weird thing to offer. And then Daniel Bryan can, you know, sell it that way. But to just do it, I mean, it does make me want to tune in next week to see what Daniel Bryan looks like. But I'm going to get that anyway. I just, I find it crazy that we pull the trigger on stuff like this so quickly. And it's a minor point. But I can't help it. That was my big takeaway. Is that when Baron Corbin just chopped his hair off? I was like, but we can use this. This is good story stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, I I, I look back in the hair versus hair match with um, Victoria and Molly Holly. Like, look at how great that was. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, I totally agree. Like, we, that I think they do need to bring back that hair versus hair match. Because I don't know why, but... I would really like to see someone being shaved, being cut off, being having their hair cut off. But because hair is very important to people. And yeah, it is. Yeah, it's true. So I don't know what Daniel Bryan's new look is going to be. I kind of like I like them as this with his long beard and his long hair. And but then again, you know, when he was I don't want to see him clean shaved. That's the only thing. I think I really like him with the beard, but I don't know how it's gonna, how he's gonna look like with short hair and the beard. But maybe he has long hair and no beard. That'd be oh even weirder. Lord. No, that'd be yeah, that'd be strange. That, <laughs> that would be strange. And I don't like. I honestly don't know how his daughter would feel if he's she saw him without the beard. She might she might be terrified. She might be confused, right? He's had that beard yeah. for a while. 
Yeah. But no, that that was my. I, I'm the same as you. I was just like, and I know a hair versus hair match is dumb. I get it. And people go, well, you can't have Bray Wyatt challenging for hair versus hair matches. Well, you can. Yeah, you, you can. Come but- up with, you just need to come up with a way to do it so it doesn't feel cheesy. That's the job. That's the exactly. idea. And like, think about it. Like, how would it? If you had this stipulation, then people would say, but the fiend, how would the fiend look like without his dreadlocks? Like, exactly. Yeah, right. That works. That yeah. works. That totally works. Exactly. And even if you just want to do Daniel Bryan's hair and Bray White's Universal Championship, that's okay too. Like, you yeah. know, you can you can do that, have it as a stipulation. And also to me, that kind of justifies the second match. Again, being massive, massive wrestling geek here. But really, Daniel Bryan... <laughs> should not be having a second championship match because he got absolutely whooped at the Survivor Series. Like, you know, he exactly. lost fair and square, but I love Daniel Bryan so much. I mean, the highlight to me was his, um, you know, re-embracing of the, of the yes chance. <laughs> Just because, you know, for the first time in ages, WWE really gave it some depth. You know, <laughs> the Miz saying to Daniel Bryan, like, you can't fight the Fiend because Finn Balor turned on the fans and Seth Rollins is turning on the fans. And it was all after they... Uh, you know, they had the, the, these run-ins with The Fiend. And basically what Daniel Bryan has done is he's gone the other way, right? He's now re-embraced the fans. And I really hope that WWE continues to play off of that because I just thought it was really, really cool. And it, and it makes Bray Wyatt more than just a wrestler. Like he has an effect after yep. you've been on the ring with him. And that's what I think characters like that need. Otherwise, why are you even doing it? So yeah, all of that I thought was was absolutely phenomenal. But then... Yeah, we do a weird head shaving. <laughs> or be, I don't know what it was. And I was a bit like, I just, again, I, I understand that it works. This is a good, it does make you, again, like I say, it does make you want to tune in next week. But when, yeah. you, you, when, you're, when you're doing wrestling, I don't know. I just think it, it's such an old thing to do. I, I don't know. It just surprised me. It just yeah, surprised I mean, me. It's, it, yeah, it's one of the old stipulations that we haven't seen in a while that sometimes some people like that nostalgia. And it, that's one of the stipulations that you would want to see back instead of like having like something on a pool match. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to see them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No. So yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't honestly, I wouldn't mind it a hair versus title match, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Daniel Bryan's going to look like and how his story is going to play out. That's the other thing, yeah. I mean, is he going to go and lose again? I mean, you know, what do we do with him then? I mean, again, he's just re-embraced. And look, I don't want to sort of focus too much on the yes chant, but my word, if that's not one of the most over chants in the oh, history yeah. of wrestling, I don't know what it is. I mean, it started, what, like seven years ago, maybe? Maybe I'm exaggerating. But look, at least six years ago, because WrestleMania yeah, 30, right. right? So I would say probably seven, eight years ago. And he had an entire arena doing it with him. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel sort of cliched or passe to me. I loved it too. I was getting into it. It put a smile yep. on my face. He's just... Look, Daniel Bryan, as good as he is, and as amazing as the journey he has has been, I think we're going to look back and go, he was underrated. I really think that. I think oh, he's yeah. one of the best he's ever. Definitely underrated. Yeah, which is crazy because he's incredibly rated. That's what I don't yeah. get. So he's like super, super rated, but also I feel like he's underrated. He can just do everything. He, you know, he, he can ad- adjust to any situation. He's yep. always over, even when he's being a heel. People are engaged. Why do, why we don't just push him to the moon? I, well, well, I guess we kind of do because you know he's, you know, he is in the the universal title picture. But I guess with the right tweaks, I think he could be a champion for like years and years and years. And obviously, we're not going to do that. No. So yeah, yeah, an interesting an interesting twist. I mean, I, I imagine they're going to fight at TLC. What do you you know? How do you see it going? What do you what, what do you want? Do you think it's too soon for Bray Wyatt to lose the title? Do you think it hurts Daniel Bryan if he doesn't win? Yeah, see. 
I don't see Bray Wyatt. I like I if I was booking it, I wouldn't I wouldn't have um Bray Wyatt to lose until maybe WrestleMania. Cuz I think WrestleMania would be a perfect chance to have him drop the title, have have someone build someone in order for them to get to that point where they can take the title off of him. But again, when it comes to Daniel Bryan, it's like, oh, he's he's lost twice. But it's Daniel Bryan. You're right. He's, yeah, he's been able to get through a lot. Like he got through that horrible cast feud, <laughs> and so like he can make anything work. Honestly, so if he loses, then he'll probably get find another storyline that he's gonna make it work, and it's gonna be fantastic. So I'm not so worried about Daniel Bryan. I'm more worried about them ruining the fiend which yes they already have with that hell in the cell match yeah it did but, take something away didn't it i think we can yeah feel that now but now like now that he's the champ they can rebuild him make him more of a monster so i uh, well you know what now that i think about it don't have him lose the title for like a year at, oh at, i'm with you keep that title on him have him be this monster who beats him so we get to WrestleMania 36. Who beats him? Can pick anybody you want. Mm. This is like you're in control of the lights. Now you're in control of who who gets the beat. <laughs> it can be anyone. You can call someone up from NXT. Like who do you think is really going to benefit from beating the Fiend? Because I've seen some people say Alistair Black should do it. And at first I was like, well, and I actually thought about it. I thought, well, no. Why not? Right? If you're going to properly yeah. push somebody, why not someone like Alistair Black? I think he could, and I think he could fit that role because you know he's a bit weird and alternative as well. Yeah, I can I can see Aleister Black, but they're not going to do it. <laughs> no, they're not. You're right. They're not going to do it because they're cowards. Um, <laughs> the best, <laughs> that is the best description of WWE ever. Nothing <laughs> has ever said about that company that's more true. They are terrified to do anything new. It's true. Oh, my God. Honestly, if I, I can totally see them doing Roman Reigns. Oh, I know that's my worry. I because, thought this last night. Like he's just he, yeah. he destroyed everybody last night. Everybody like Dolph got it, Bobby Roode got it, and I was like, "This is a Baron Corbin got it." So this is amazing. It's it's old Roman Reigns again. Just mm-hmm. just ruins it. Oh, it really made me laugh. Really made me laugh. Yeah, there. I I can totally see them doing Roman Reigns, but I don't know. Like that's the thing. Like just thinking about who would be able to defeat the Fiend. I would love to see Tommaso Ciampa. Why I the think, hell not, right? You make right. it straight away. I, I would love to see that. But <clears throat> um, other than that, I don't know who. I don't know who else would would benefit from it. I mean, we can do Kofi again, but that's not going to happen either. What do you think about Kofi? I thought this last night. I mean, I've stopped saying on ups and downs because I've made my point. But I yeah. thought last night especially was a real uh, underlining factor that there is. Because, again, there was this... Um, uh, conspiracy theory, or not conspiracy theory, but this fantasy booking that you know he he was showing you know showing sadness when he was doing his promos. He ain't showing any sadness anymore. Don't get me wrong, that's not Kofi Kingston's fault. It's he's got a job. He's got to do what he's told. But yeah, they have absolutely just moved completely away from this oh. world title run. He he wasn't even allowed to. He had one promo, I think, when he said that you know he was quite upset about it. And look, I love the New Day. I do. I think him and Big E especially are really fun. They're entertaining. But you know, having an open challenge to celebrate Thanksgiving match is. Not you know even if we did somehow double back round to where oh I'm really sad I lost the title it would feel ridiculous you'd be like what are we talking about where did that come from 
Are you surprised they did it? Because, I mean, I, I understand giving the title to Brock, but it's just the way that they did it. The way they, it, yeah, the way they did it was a total disrespect on Kofi Kingston and his reign. It was just like really, I don't remember how many seconds it was, but it was like really, it was this quick. You couldn't give a man like some kind of offense to, mm-hmm. to like prove that, yeah, I'm a fighting champ. But uh, it, it got, that match got me so mad. But then again, when, ah. <laughs> uh, it sucks because Kofi's been there for what eleven years longer yeah. than that, and yeah. he finally got his title. And it's it was, and it was long due, but then you're gonna take it off of him just like that because it's Brock Lesnar, and you want to set up this Saudi Arabia match, and it's like why. Why did you do this to him? He's been loyal to you guys for for this long. He's he's worked his butt off. He finally got his title and then you just do this. You just throw away his reign like that. It- yeah, the thing that got me as well is I actually like this idea. Same thing with the Cain Velasquez thing. I, I kind of came, although I didn't like the Cain Velasquez match at all, but oh, no, I, kind I, of, I, I kind of came around to this idea that people were saying, oh, but actually, if you look at it like an MMA real fight, that's what can happen sometimes. People run in too quick and they get beaten. And you're like, you know what? That's perfect. But only if I get the rematch. Right. Like the, st- the story doesn't work unless I see that Kofi Kingston learns from it and then has a 10, 15, well, Brock doesn't, 10 minutes is fine, a 10-minute match with Lesnar. And then even if he loses again, you know, better man won, whatever, you know, spin it however you want. Exactly. That, that works for me as a narrative that can play out. But the thing that always, it's like Finn Balor at the Raw Rumble. I'm such an idiot. I totally believe the way they did all of that was Finn Balor gets all this off, you know, offense, Brock Lesnar beats him, then he gets beaten up, but then Finn Balor gets another go. It doesn't matter if he wins or loses, but we never, ever get to that point. And it's those little tidbits that always sort of wear me out a bit much, but it just makes me question why. That's what you know. That's that's what comes out of yeah. my mouth because they that just seems so obvious to me. So when we don't do it, I kind of scratch my head. I'm like, well, we probably should have should have done that, but obviously we're heading in different directions. And now in terms of Brock Lesnar, he's off TV till uh, January, I think, for the Raw Rumble, so yeah. he's gone again. So yeah, I I just thought that was a that that was a real shame on uh, in terms of SmackDown. Although we should also talk about when it comes to SmackDown. My word, it was the night of all the returns. Not only did we get a Sheamus vignette, you know, Sheamus video, and he's the old Sheamus now. His hair's gone back to normal. Uh, Elias just popped up in a segment, so he's back. But we also had Alexa Bliss saving mm-hmm. Nikki Cross, which I actually quite liked. I thought everything else in that segment was rubbish, but I I loved I love <laughs> I, I love Nikki Cross uh, Alexa Bliss coming out. I just love the chemistry between those two. I just think it's it's wonderful. Yeah, they have like a weird. They had like a weird chemistry in the beginning where you can where I don't know if I don't know if it was just their characters where you can tell that in the beginning Alexa was a little annoyed with Nikki, but then Nikki like she she wore her down with like her happiness and yeah, and so now it's just like yeah now you see those two together it's like oh they're back, and um yeah this whole night of returns were. It, it was awesome because I, I wasn't expecting Seamus, nor was I expecting Elias. Granted, I'm not the biggest fan of Elias. No, I'm not. I realized that last night. I was like, oh, I don't. Okay, great. Right. <laughs> it's like, exactly. Okay, back. But, when, but when Seamus came back, I was like, yay, finally, he's back. But I was also saying that because of I knew of his injury. But, but then when they had the whole 
Cesaro Nakamura tag team match. I was like, but Sheamus is back. Just put the bar back together. They're a great tag team. You guys need tag teams. That really made me laugh. Of on the first, you know, the, the first, the first hint we get of Sheamus coming back and Cesaro goes and teams with Shinsuke Nakamura. I was like, that is like, you know, you, you somehow your ex girlfriend comes and works with you, so you just like date a colleague straight away. Just like, I'll show you. That yeah. really, really, really cracked me up. Like the weird thing, and why? Well, look, there were so many question marks I had over over SmackDown. You, you know why? Um, Cesaro has joined those two. I don't think ever played out on television. No. I don't think I ever saw that. When Lacey Evans became a good guy, don't think I ever saw that on no. television. It doesn't work as well. Like I like Lacey Evans. I've said this on a lot of my videos, but she's so much better. That character is so much better as a heel. Like she was talking here, and I know she got and she got a chant and fair play to WWE. Maybe I'm wrong, but the whole time I was like, not in a bad way, like Randy Orton or The Miz and. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, there'll be loads of others. You just have this thing about you where I want to boo you. And that's because you're doing your job well. And without some kind of cool storyline to make me think otherwise, I don't think you can just say, ah, oh, I'm a good guy now. I was cracking up. What did you think about that whole segment? Because, you know, obviously people like Sasha Banks and to a lesser extent Bailey, but definitely Sasha Banks, she has this huge contingent of support that will yep. cheer her whatever. And now we're trying to make Leslie Evans into a good guy with no, oh, just, oh, uh, it's baffling. It was just baffling. Well, I think WWE is going on that trope where it's like, oh, just because you're going up against the bad guys, you're going to automatically be a baby face and we're going to automatically have- 100% right, yeah. But, um... I thought Bailey was bogus for not doing anything when Sasha got punched. Like Sasha got punched and Bailey just said, "But why'd you do that?" Like she, no reaction at all. She didn't go after Lacey at all. Which maybe they're starting something there between those two. Who knows? Well, we've done that before, Dora. I we we go, have. I can't I go agree. through that. I can't go through it again. I agree. We we have, but. Come on, if your best friend gets punched in the face, wouldn't you do something about it? She got sucker punched and Bailey didn't do anything about it. No, so. no, you're right. And look, if they do do that, I'll be the happiest man ever. I will do backflips. That's <laughs> that's long-term storytelling. But yeah. I remember when they were feuding and then they weren't feuding and then they went to, what was it called, friendship class? Yeah, they went to counseling. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. Yeah, <laughs> was that was, no, I agree. Terrible. That was awful. That, that was entire like, summer was awful between those two. It was just like, what? Are, just pull the damn plug already. They wanted to basically copy what they'd done with Team Hell No. But the problem was with Team Hell No, it was played for laughs. It was actually yes. quite funny. But this one was deadly serious. It was like, what yeah. are we doing? So look, I hope you're right. I, I want to see the Becky Sasha feud. But then again, who do you turn face in that? Not that it matters, do whatever you want. But, you know, like, because you can't, to me, you can't turn Sasha face. No. She's, she's Sasha cannot be faced. She's finally a heel. And it's yeah. like, Sasha's better as a heel. But Bailey's just changed her whole look, though. That's that the other true. thing. Like, how on earth can she be a heel for like eight weeks and then go, ah, oh, no, I changed my mind. I, I changed my mind. I didn't mean it. This is, uh, it, I know. It's, and it sucks that WWE can't do a heel versus heel because having those two as heels going after each other would be awesome. But it's not going to happen because oh, one has to be a baby face. Yeah. yeah. This is how it's, this is how we build our company around. It's just like, why? <laughs> it's true. And i will say i think i enjoyed smackdown more than some people did i thought i thought because 
I, I try and focus on the matches as well. I thought all the matches were, well, not all of them, but, you know, 78% of them. Like, you know, the, the Roman Reigns-Bobby Roode match was a good match. The championship yeah. match, the tag championship match was a good match. Ali versus Drew Gulak, I thought was excellent. I know it didn't last very long, but I was just like, this is what you can do, WWE. Mm. You don't need to have Braun Strowman come out there and eat somebody alive. Just put two really good wrestlers in the ring, and whichever one you're pushing right now, obviously in this one being Ali, let them win right and, and that's Agreed. okay like yeah. and, and when drew gulak's time come as i hope that it does although i doubt it then let him do it but i i, I don't need this you know oh we're gonna have i just don't get that was just perfect for me and of course i would have liked it to have gone longer but i get it we, there was a lot to get in but yeah that to me was just it was just excellent it was just i just really really i just really really happy i was just like great i've yeah. got a good win against a good opponent yeah i thought smackdown was was actually pretty good this week I wasn't like, I wasn't as bored as some other SmackDowns have been, but yeah, these matches were great. Like even the first match when you know Bobby Roode and, and Roman, I was like, oh, I don't really want to see this, but okay. <laughs> and then as you know, as the match was going, I was like, all right, I'm I'm into this. And then you know Roman throws throws a table on him. I was like. I'm definitely into this now. Yeah. yeah. You know, make him a bad look. If you're going to have him take out loads of people, make him be be a super badass. Yeah. You know, 100% make him a super badass. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I understand that people will be like, oh, but I'm so bored of Roman doing it. Yes. But the problem with Roman before is that we, we kind of win this halfway house. We're going to push him. We're not going to push him. Let's just go nuts. And that's what they did. They went nuts. They went yeah. nuts. And, I, you know, I, I, I don't really want to. The Baron Corbin feud doesn't do much for me. Ugh. But let, let Roman run through him. Just let him run yeah. through him. I mean, again, I agree with you. I'm worried that it ends up at Bray Wyatt. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But just let him whoop Baron Corbin's ass. At least then I get to see somebody whoop Baron Corbin's ass. Exactly. And Someone like, needs to whoop his ass. <laughs> yeah. I know now everyone will go, oh, but that means Baron Corbin's doing a good job. I didn't say he's not. No. I didn't say he's not doing a good job. But I'm saying let's keep wrestling simple. Yes. And yeah, let him whip his ass. That's fine. That's fine. And then, yeah, when we get into the new year, I've got a feeling that Roman Reigns is going to win the Royal Rumble. I know. I know. But uh, I, I, I've been you know thinking what? about who else could yeah, win. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I have, who else I have that to, same right? feeling too. Yeah, who would you give it to? Again, you got the book. Who the hell would you give it to? Uh, um, it's hard, from, right? It, yeah, it's hard, but me being NXT biased, I would say someone from NXT just to push them. Um, But I don't in, know who. That's in the, the women's, I'd give it to Shayna Baszler. I'd, I'd oh, have yeah, Shayna Baszler definitely. lose her title at some point um before then and have her be a surprise entrant and win the thing because then i get straight away she's like oh my gosh this woman is just (laughs) yes and then we can do the we can do the shana and becky feud again we can build that back up for wrestlemania that that, hell yeah yeah hell yeah i'm I'm well up for that like it's almost like she's so mad she lost her title that she blames it on becky lynch or some you know she's nuts you can you can absolutely you can absolutely get away with that but yeah i think i think roman may win the uh the other one and we'll see we'll see yeah. how the fans how the fans how the fans react to that i think i have an idea not well <laughs> <laughs> not well would, would be my guess i'm looking forward to raw as well because i'm not gonna be able to chat about this before before we get there wwe's announced that seth Rollins is going to have an apology segment <sighs> that, that's their words not mine he's going to come out and he's going to apologize for everything he did last week now i hope this is a double bluff I really do, because my favorite thing over the last seven days is that it feels like finally WWE has realized that this whole Seth Rollins thing, for whatever reason, has gone in the wrong way. We need to balance it out. We need to do what the fans are telling us to do. And that is, yeah, 
you know, turn, turn Seth Rollins. I just think he's better as a heel anyway. We've already talked about that kind of stuff. Mm. So I, what I really, really hope happens is he comes out, he acts like a massive asshole once more, and then Kevin Owens arrives too, and they just start whipping each other's ass. And we can really push yes. Kevin Owens as this baby face, and we can double down on the fact that Seth Rollins is just a heel, and that's okay. Yes, I, I completely agree, because I'm at the point where whenever – Seth opens his mouth. I just say, shut up. I do not want to hear you. I don't want to hear your voice. Like, ugh. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm part of the, I'm, I'm part of the fans that just really cannot stand Seth Rollins anymore, even though they were cheering for them, for him at SummerSlam. <clears throat> and now I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't want to hear you talk. I don't even want to look at you sometimes. You're just annoying me. <laughs> and having great. him, and then having, but having him come out on Monday saying, you know, it, having his fake apology where, where he's like, oh, I'm sorry that you guys suck or whatever. And then having Kevin Owens come out and just be that baby face, the man's, you know, the every man's man or whatever. What, I can't remember what that was that he was trying to do when he first came back. I think that's what it was, the man, everyday man's man. I don't know. Yeah, I remember. I know you mean, yeah. Yeah, but having him come out and just, like, shut Seth up, it would be fantastic. Yeah, just, it would be. Just push Kevin Owens. Push him to the moon. And I, what I enjoy as well is it's something that WWE hasn't done for ages is they haven't, they haven't embraced the crowd and the reactions. So I think if we finally do that now where, you know, somebody did turn naturally and then they made the storyline match that... I'll be really happy. I will be really, really happy. I'll be really, really pleased. Yes. I, I, yeah, agreed. I would be too because it's obvious that WWE did not listen to the fans when we were booing Seth. And when everyone turned on him after Hell in the Cell. And, but it seems like now they finally are. They're realizing that the fans really don't like him anymore. Yeah, they don't, yeah. And um, and it's not like Seth does himself any favors with the whole social media thing, but and they're so WWE's finally you know making him the heel, making making him seem like he's the making him seem like he thinks he's right, even though it's completely wrong. So. They're the best heel characters as well. Yeah. Like, that's like, what I want. I want him to completely believe that what he's doing is in the best interest of Raw, but everything he does makes him an absolute dick. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I want. That's what I want. Exactly. I, 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 yeah. like, Bre like Bret Hart, 1997. I know that's a really old reference. Everybody like, what? <laughs> you know, that was the best thing about the Bret Hart character. He believed in what he did, and that made you sort of despise him even more. And I think Seth Rollins can do that, although it does make no sense that he's called out his girlfriend slash wife, who also lost as Survivor Series. He should probably address that at some point, too. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I just, when they started doing that town hall meeting, I was like, oh, but then as soon as, yeah, as soon as I saw what the story was, it's like, yes, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's go all in. Yeah. Especially if it benefits Kevin Owens. I think that's the reason I loved it the most. To me, it's been obvious for a while that he just has, I mean, look at the, oh man, you must have loved the reaction when he came out for NXT. That oh was awesome. Oh my God. It, ex that, the All City Arena exploded when Kevin Owens' music came out. It was. Oh man. It was well. It was one. It was kind of predictable for me, just because I was like, okay, it's either going to be Velveteen Dream or Kevin Owens, and we know that Velveteen is injured, so it has to be Kevin Owens. And even then, when his song, when his music came out, I screamed. Everyone screamed. It was, it was one of those pleasant 
shocks. Like we knew it was happening, but we didn't see it coming. Yeah, they're the best, right? The, oh, the reaction yeah. was just, and I, you know, that doesn't happen for everybody. Uh, like I, I think we, we should jump on this. Kevin Owens to me has some momentum right now. I think we should do it. I think I we, think should, we should, do should do it. Yeah, we should totally have Kevin Owens destroy Seth Rollins because that's what the people want. Exactly. And there it is. That's what the people want. Talking of that, before we do wrap up, I have to ask you about AEW, Dora. We've never talked oh, yes. about AEW. I need to know, are you enjoying it? Are you not enjoying it? Like, uh, what, what, what's your take? Because we seem to have got to a point now where, thankfully, some people can, um, can come out and say, hey, man, not my, not my deal. And they don't get shot in the face, which is a nice, which is a nice world to, to, to live in. Like, are you enjoying it? Are you not enjoying it? Do you find it hard to you know, get in because there is so much wrestling on TV? Obviously, you're a massive NXT fan as well. So how do yeah. you balance that out? Well, I do enjoy um, AEW. I do watch it. But the way I watch it is I watch NXT live and I'm recording AEW at the same time. So once NXT ends, I'll watch AEW. But the only problem is with this is that because I'm watching AEW so late is that I normally work out like at late at night. So I'm working out at the same time that AEW's on. So I'm trying to multitask. But <laughs> at the same but at the same time I'm like, okay, I can I I'm able to catch everything. But I am enjoying it. I mean, there, there's still things that I think they need to work out, work on. But overall, I think it's great. I think it's a great alternative for people who don't like WWE um, or are tired of WWE. It's a, and it's very. Um, some matches can get are a little difficult to get into because yes, we don't know. Some people don't know who these wrestlers are. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think <clears throat> I think the way they're structuring it right now with with um the women's division, it needs to change just I am just like everyone is everyone else is saying I agree they need to like focus more and rework that women's division. But again, they're still in their infancy. So they're still working the kinks out at mm. the moment. Yes, it's been like nine weeks. I think we forget that too. And I agree with you. You know, my, my major criticisms just for where we are, are, are at would be, yeah, matches are too long, not yeah. really establishing who these people are. The women's division is just, it's just so random. Like just, we're just going to take four women and put them in a tag match. Um, and that's kind of, it's kind of strange. But yeah, you yeah. forget that we're not, we're just over two months in, right? And these things are, mm -hmm. are going to take time. It doesn't mean you can't be critical. Of course you can. Uh, you know, that that's certainly your, your, your right. But... Yeah, overall, I, I think I'm like you. I just like that it exists. I like that I get a different cast of characters. I like I get a different presentation. It feels a bit more gritty than WWE. I don't know whether that's yeah. a financial thing, but I just like it. It just feels fresh, and that's what I'm always looking for when it comes yeah. to WWE stuff. I mean, I, I yeah, it feels fresh. And like, if it wasn't for AEW, like we wouldn't know some of these great indie stars because a lot of us don't go to indie matches or indie promotions. So we don't know who these people are, but now that AEW signing these people, we get to see this talent, this new mm. talent, which is great. Yeah, no, I, 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 I couldn't agree with you more. And I just, yeah, I just, I just like it. That's the thing. And I, I, there, there seems to be this sort of feeling at the moment that, 
you know, you, you have to kind of pick a side. But I don't. Like, I still like Raw because Raw yeah. is crazy and has like 900 segments, some of which will be good and some of which will be awful. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like, SmackDown, I find a very interesting show at the moment because I don't think it quite knows what it wants to be as it beds in on Fox. And then, yeah, with All Elite Wrestling, I just get, I get the indie style of wrestling, which I do enjoy. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know I do enjoy it. And I get to see a company literally in its infancy, you know, growing in front of my eyes, which I also like as a fan. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Do you do you buy into the the ratings battle at all? Like, I, are you are you focusing on that? Because I, I enjoy it from a statistic point of view. Like, I'm a big sports fan, right? So I mm-hmm. like seeing shots on goal or possession. I just inter- I don't care, but I'm interested by, it. and that's why I get excited about the ratings because I just want to know what people are watching. But ultimately, it means nothing whatsoever. Like, you know, I, 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 if I got two hours of entertainment out of it, who cares? Uh, yeah, I don't really follow it. Like. I don't really care, but in the back of my mind, I always think, oh, if the ratings are horrible for, you know, NXT, Vince is going to take it over. That's my only worry. (laughs) That's true, yeah. But other than that, like, I don't really, I don't follow it at all. Like, it's, all in all, Wednesday is a great day for wrestling. Whether you like, whether you like AEW or you like NXT, it's still great. We have two amazing shows that are on at the same time and whichever one you want to watch you can watch and if and nowadays we have dvrs we can record tv if we wanted to so you can record whatever you don't want you're not watching live and then watch it later that's the beauty of technology now it's like you don't really have to choose one or the other you can watch both of them if you want yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I, I, that's why I like it. I like because I, I know some people now just watch AEW. I'm like, great, good yeah. for you. You're back into wrestling. That's it. That's exactly what we. Uh, that's exactly what we're gonna need. So, yeah, okay. On that note, we, we we will wrap this up. Dora, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it, and I love the no fact problem. you went. I love the fact you got to go to. Um, yeah, both, um, uh, what do you call it, Survivor Series and NXT TakeOver. I just think that's a great weekend all around. Do, what oh, did you fantastic. think about going to Raw and SmackDown as well? Or were you like, no, nah, that's too much? Because it's a lot of money as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of, yeah, it was a lot of money. Like, I I don't know. I didn't really consider going to Raw or SmackDown. And then, and then when NXT announced that Dynamite was going to be here the same week, I was like, well, I don't have money for that. So <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> But no, yeah, uh, Raw and SmackDown weren't really con- in consideration for me, just because it's one. Those are, I Raw and SmackDown. I'm just like, eh, because I've been to Raw's live and I was just yeah, like, I eh. Yeah, I totally get it. No, it's 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 the law of diminishing returns, isn't it? Especially when yeah. you're spending that much money for a weekend. It's like I don't exactly. want to. I don't want to spend any more. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. I'm especially glad you, you got to see all that carnage in NXT TakeOver. That's oh. just that's oh. just excellent, that is. Fantastic. That's just brilliant, brilliant. And uh, yeah, let me know uh, any other shows you go to because I'm always, I'm always intrigued. Uh, yeah. And also, Dora, thank you so much for the support. I really do appreciate that as well. I should, I should throw it out there too. Uh, again, yes, if you want to come on the podcast, you can. Patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Uh, I want Instagram and Twitter at Simon316. Why I put that 316 there, I'll never know. But hey, <laughs> I've done it now. I can't do that. Uh, you can buy some wrestling merch of mine at SimonMiller.BigCartel.com. And I have a YouTube channel. Just search for Simon Miller. You'll see me in your wrestling gear. And yeah, you can watch the podcast. You can watch some of my daft videos. You can check out some of my wrestling matches that I'm putting up there. Um, and yeah, and all other kind of stuff like that. But look, enjoy your wrestling weekend. And of course, we'll kick this off again on Tuesday once Raw is done. But enjoy yourselves. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.